This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. <laughs> Good everybody. All right, we are back, uh, fresh off some thoroughly entertaining uh, under-19s origin games last night. Uh, shades of James Roberts for that try that uh, Jada Taylor scored for the Blues in the women's game. And then, um, yeah, the Storm already have some child who looks like he's a better 5'8 than most of the first grade 5'8s in the NRL. Uh, that that try was funny because she's like giggling after like she, she knew she was gone. But uh, that's, that's a classic... That's a classic juniors try and not saying women's try, juniors one with the fact when she she beat one person. Yeah, James Roberts scored the exact same try for Souths in the uh, Toyota Cup yeah. prelim in 2010, I think. So Yep, and as under 2019's origins want to do sometimes is that they, you know, well, obviously they've been 18 to 20s in the past, but it was a blow, they were blown the fuck out. Uh, Queensland were and defense was garbage. And uh, yeah, that, that was, you know, as you said, Jonah Pezzett really carved up. Jack Howarth looked really good, but he probably shouldn't have been. Like, he's, you know, one of the of age gentlemen on the side. Well, he's yeah, got a 16-year contract or something with the Storm, right? Yeah, a five-year contract. It was an yeah. okay game, you know. I mean, as you said, Jonah uh, Pezzett really, really carved up there. They've got him at the, they've got him down at the, uh, at the, what, what am I, I've got to lost my words. Down at the storm, which is you know good to see them at least get someone who's not from Queensland for once. But mm. yeah, they killed it. And Tom Weaver, whatever his name is, he's a weird one. Like he's born in Queensland, is a Titans junior, lives in the Tweed, I think, and is a blue. So I want to see his papers. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, present them. I don't think there was any giant takeaways from those games. You know, nah. We'll see in a year or two. We'll be more interested in what that lineup was if those guys kick on. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, I've got some rookie takes. New listeners of the show, uh, rookie takes is a weekly segment where our patrons submit uh, some of the worst rugby league opinions of the week, rattle off the worst five, and then we vote on them. So uh, let's do that now. We've got uh, Steve Taylor. Hey, Fitler, if you can't find a spot for Dylan Edwards in your state of origin side, you're either on drugs or on the take. On the take for what? There's like 800 Penrith players in the team. He's taking something, mate. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't understand what, what, what would, what, what's this master plan, which would have Brad Fittler pick literally the entire Penrith team, except Dylan Edwards. And on the, yeah, and he, I don't know. He's taking uh, something <laughs> from someone. All right. Well, I don't know. As you said, it's something weird about Penrith fans. Now they've had so much success that they really fight in the margins and upset over the smallest things. Like, you know, there was, was a Twitter argument the other day over someone saying that Jason, Isaiah Yo isn't the best lock of all time. Yeah. And that which they're not is, sure if he's better than, which is fine. And then the repl- and people agree. Then, then people say, I'm not sure he's better than a few other locks in the NRL. And it's just like, that's all that war now. Because it's yeah. how good they have it. And so this one, apparently having 4,000 people playing Rep Weekend isn't good enough because Dylan Edwards... Isn't, isn't in the Blues squad isn't and picked ahead of James Tedesco. Great, or like even on the bench yeah. or whatever extended squad. Like like no one, anyone gives a fuck about being in the extended squad. Um, isn't in there over like Gutho. It's a massive injustice, and that's the one they're really trying to keep down. They're trying to keep down Dylan Edwards. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, Warren Warren Smith uh, quote tweeting uh, the Parramatta video of the team song after they beat the Roosters. I know this is a stock standard dressing room scene after a victory these days, but if I was Brad Arthur, I'd have walked into the sheds and said, there's no song, 
no banging eskies and no post-game beers until you can beat three top eight teams in a row. Something's got to change. I mean, this what? was an obvious thing. Like, the worst, <laughs> this take is so bad on so many levels because we already know that, like, the Eels have beaten lots of top eight teams. They've beaten Penrith and, and the, Storm. the Storm and the Roosters. And, you know, I think the issue was beating shite teams. But oh, the Roosters, are, the Roosters are not a top eight team, actually. They're not anymore. They're well, not well, out. But it's, it's just, I don't know. I can't get my head around it, mate. That's Warren mm. Smith has come around again for me as a commentator. He doesn't usually spout as many opinions on the call as he, as he did. But yeah. he still has these takes that he puts out there. He's like, mate, what planet are you on? Like, you go in there and the, the boys are doing the song and you what? You stop it. Yep. I don't want to see a single happy face in here for three top eight wins in a row. Yeah. So they can't have a minor celebration of a win. They've only for... played five top eight teams and they've won three of them, by the way. Yeah. So... But, so, but it's like, what's so... I don't know. It's bizarre. Like as if that people think that's conducive to performing. That's what I don't get about some of these people who think anger is a, is the way forward or the motivation it's for the players. This, or... It's this is just the extension of the uh, oh players laughing with each other after the game take, which I also hate. But like forever, forever, for, through all history, teams have celebrated wins. That's the whole point of. Have you ever heard all the dumb lines about celebrate your wins, even though small, or big they are? Teams yeah. forever. What motivation do you think it is? What, why are we doing this? What are we here for? If I don't know. And he got he got monstered by everybody and he, he bravely kept his take up and then did the thing, you know, oh, good fun bantering the, with the people on twitter.com. It's like, mm, mate, love that. Smile. And I was bear, just huh? pretending to be stupid. Yeah, to be an idiot. Yeah. Uh, sports industry <clears throat> tweeted, Josh Frydenberg becoming AFL CEO would be an incredibly stupid move on the league's part. Uh, agreed. That's not the rookie take. In the replies, I am the goat says the right guy for the job is running horse racing New South Wales and rugby league. Daylight second. Get him in. Yeah. Why, why, why stop there? Why isn't Just he making sports czar? Yeah, why isn't he prime minister? Sports. Yes. Why not? Tony General would maybe. be mandatory. Yeah. Why not? They're poker the machines job. in every school. The man who's rugby league understanding generally seems to span just the region of Sydney. He's made, he must, he loves the AFL. Never mind all the things he said at AFL publicly as well. That's, yes. Uh, this one's good. Electrovision. Knights have been a basket case for 20 plus years. Big money, nice beaches and cafes and slaps on the back. A retirement plan. The center of excellence is a joke. Move all players to Curry and Cessnock with a mandatory two days a week on the tools. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Deprofessionalize de- the team to get better. Jesus, he might he might have had down Warren. He might I do have. agree that he's on to something. The, the term center of excellence is the dumbest term in sport. It, it, it the take really lost its way in the back half. But you know, I agree the term center of excellence is terrible because it's just oh, this is our gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a gym. There's a couple of footy fields over there. Yeah, there is. There's a, Pretty a shower, change room, <laughs> center of you know, whatever. Someone came up with that, and they, they whoever came up with that, they fucking they 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 thought they were a genius, but everyone else joined. I hate it, I hate the term, but the rest of that take. Like, I love that. The way forward, the way this team will get better at rugby league is by working in the mines or, like, bricklaying. Yeah. I don't know. They're laying plenty of bricks out there, bro. That is true. Oh, God. Yeah, you might, he might have, he might take Waz this week. That's actually, that's a tense matchup to Jeez, keep an eye on. Good, that's a good take. Yeah, and Sancho Hines, is it time to raise the amount of interchanges back to eight? originally dropped back to bring fatigue into the game to open it up. Then they introduced the six again rule and sped the game up. 
most head knocks are defenders. Is fatigue playing a part? So he said raised to eight. I assume he means yes. lower, but but it is eight. Yeah, currently. I'm confused, right? Yes. Do you think when they talk about lowering it to six, he thought it happened? I guess. Yeah. It's eight. Yeah, it is eight, right? It's eight. And okay. obviously there's three ones if there's, but it's eight. When did it go from 10 to eight? Two years ago? No, longer than that. It's been eight for Was ages it? now. Has it really? Yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's fine. But, no, no, that guy's weird. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Was it really only two? Was it really ages ago? I swear it was. I swear it was like a recent change. No, it, it changed. I don't know. It changed like twenty sixteen. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I and, guess I don't pay that much attention to it. Yeah, I know because once it changed, whatever, it didn't really. I just care when Cam Murray is on the field and when Cam Murray is not on the field. Yeah, because at, at the that only time, one I pay attention of, to. back in the time of the podcast, we spoke about then. It's like a lot of teams generally only really use that same rotation about anyway. Ten day wasn't going to make a massive impact. What the Knights should do, do no interchanges this week. Send a message. But to six would, I don't know, yeah. not pro six. That was one of the things Joey used to push before um, the six again. Andrew Jones. Why have interchanges at all? From The man from the era of unlimited interchanges was pushing yeah. six interchanges for fatigue to go back to the 90s. So. Unlimited interchanges is pretty crazy in hindsight. It is. There was like 40 a game. No yeah, one cared. you could literally just sprint on for two hit-ups, go for rest. Yeah. Yeah, and these are the yeah. that's it. It was much easier to be a great forward back then because you I, honestly yeah. just come on for hit ups and then go off. Can you imagine if Jason Tabalala could just like never play defense? Like, yeah, just go. <laughs> like, like, well, uh, he was exactly that was that was a, that was a strat he could play. I mean, like Shane Webke in one of the grand finals went off like four or five times. It's like, yeah, no wonder he looked fresh out of a cannon when he came back on because, like, you know, you don't you didn't notice it as much things. I didn't know obviously announce the interchanges. You just see the guy on the field. But then you, if you watch close, you're like, oh, that guy is like not on when they're defending and he's back on. So, yeah, that's uh, imagine what Tamalolo could do if he played 60 minutes or so still, or he just played all their possession minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He'd make like 700 silly. meters a game. Hey, <laughs> it's silly. Yeah, it yeah. would. He really would. All right. Uh, so, yeah, that's everything takes for the week. I'll put the poll up uh, on our Patreon if you want to. Uh, vote and submit your own for next week. You have to be a member of our Patreon service. So patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Uh, we've got a merchandise store. Finally, we do with uh, new stuff coming very soon. Uh, get yourself an 06 Vibes hoodie or shirt if you want to. Yeah. Uh, com is currently going over makeover. That's why I haven't pushed out a tweet this oh. week. But uh, it'll be back up in a couple of days. He's, he's just redoing his front page. Well, that's then nice. you can get it. Uh, and oh, if you put in the code 06 Vibes, you get 6% off. 6% off. There's an really? exclusive patron code, but I'll. There you go. It's on the Discord. It'll come out oh. through Patreon once Rugby League merch is back up. We'll send out the link and we'll tweet the link to the Fantastic. website. I went to do that two days ago and the website was down. Yeah. And again, if you have any shirt ideas of your own, just message us. We'll get them made. Yeah. Yep. So quick shout out to the people in the top two tiers on our Patreon subscription service. They are Bronco from Birth, Chris Avnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Butsy, Cam Berswick, Dan Carne, Doc Hogg. An anonymous backer, Frankie, Jace Felix, Farmworth, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey, Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Sherman, 98, Lachlan Hancock, Lee Verhule, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Luke Ferguson, Matty Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, never trendy, party keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneiderfield score, Seymour Butt, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Stoned Gossard, Swarzy, Ty, TV, The Black Vegetable, The Not So Mature Age Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. So, uh, any news? Lailua officially going to the Cowboys? 
Yeah, that, that happened yeah. now after saying he might not might not happen. There it is. He's at the Cowboys. Uh, we have Branko went to the Dolphins, which we expected that that's happened. So we also uh, have the NRL and Gus, everyone actually attacking the Dolphins again, which is great. And I thought, who was it? Not Gus. Who was the other guy? Someone else made some pretty good points, which is the truth. Like, was I don't it, think uh, it was NRL, Dobbo, I think. Yeah, they don't have to go the full. I think the AFL goes too far with the dispensation. They give new teams and obviously yeah. some of them fuck that up, but... The NRL gave like no incentive for t- players to go there. Didn't help the team set it up. Made it the Dolphins' problem, and now look at the Dolphins and go, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" So they gave them like a year lead in, and then whatever, no real help. Should probably have two years lead in, and I'm not massive on the, the the cap dispensation, but I think it's gone so poorly that it probably shows they should have had extra salary cap. Like when the, when the Titans came in, it didn't seem to be that hard for them to get players. Had some guys who wanted to go there. Quite clearly, the Dolphins need a bit of a hand to push guys there. Yeah, it hasn't. I, I would have no problem with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just for the first couple of years and then tear it down, right? Yeah, Not hard. Like, exactly. Back to normal cap in like, like honestly, like three to five years. Yeah, 100%. And, that, and the right. other point they had is, well, obviously, every other expansion sport in the world pretty much has a draft of some sort when a new team comes in. They get to pick other teams. And obviously, we can't have those contracts in, in NRL. But AFL balances you out with a, with a draft pick and, you know, or draft picks. In the rookie drafts, but in America, when they expand, they generally do expansion drafts where teams can only lock in at so many players and other guys have to be up for, up for free-for-all. And uh, Rugby League can't do that because the players are contracted to teams, not to the NRL kind of thing. Like, you can't just force a dude. But, yeah, so, oh, well, they're fucked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the yes. pack's going to be okay, by the way. Hey, Dolphins. The pack's going to be okay, but it's like... The pack's like, fine. It's just like... They like, haven't added a class anywhere yet. It's like, well, what? Like, Gilbert's a good young forward. They've got the yeah. Bromwiches, Kafusi, Mark Nichols. I'm definitely forgetting someone. Uh, Remy yeah. Marshall-King's playing all right at hooker at the moment. Like, I'm yeah, definitely forgetting someone else. Ray Stone. Uh, yeah. There's another... There's Felice another Kafusi. I said him. Canelli, you did. Um, Tafare, that um, send Yeah, he signed, looks good from those looks, two videos I saw cool. you tweet. Yeah, but the back Jared Wallace is there. Jared Wallace, that's the other one. You and eight, like there's some competent forwards, but the back line, Isaac. It's like yeah, it's like you and eight. It's like you and Aitken and Bobby Fortrose, right? And yeah, and the Lee cousins. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And Isaiah Katoa has like raps on him. Just start it. Like why not? You get just like a 19 year old halfback and be like, okay, well, the best other guy in the team in the halves is in the spine is Jerry Marshall King. Good luck, fellas. Yep. You know. Why not? Might work. Who knows? Anyway, uh, yeah, look, I wouldn't mind the idea of the... So I, I obviously still think that a rookie draft is insane for obvious mm-hmm. reasons that we've explained before, but I wouldn't hate the idea of the other draft, like all the off-contract players go into a pool. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that. I'm not in favour of it, but like if they introduced that, I wouldn't be like outraged. And I've heard that before, but it's also there needs to be some, some form of point where you can... I guess it's like if you don't resign, you're going to the draft. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, exactly. Well, it would also, yeah, it would, it would, and it would, that would eliminate our, one of our most hated aspects of this sport, which is guys playing for an entire season at a club after already signing for someone else. Yeah. And also it'd eliminate, like, if you're going to the draft, say you're Brandon Smith, right? And you signed for yep. the Roosters so early. If you wanted to go to the Roosters, you need trades to be obviously a thing, but right mm-hmm. now he couldn't just not, re- he couldn't just go to the market in a draft because, he wouldn't get picked by the Roosters. Correct. I think He'd that's be... a good system. And it would be of detriment to the Roosters, which I'm in favor of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've, I've had to think about it more, but obviously you need some more checks and balances and more restrictions. I think a lot of the thing is just, um, we all know this problem, mate, that 
yeah. clubs who have young players or decent players and lose them just don't get anything for them. And um, I still think, I'm not sure if I fully agree that, like, for example, like Penrith or Brisbane get to put more into their juniors. I'm not sure I'm fully on board with them getting a lot of dispensation, but there has to be some protection. You could have some sort anyway. of, you could have some sort of system, right? Where um, let's say you're the Tigers, you lose James Tedesco. You have some sort mm. of tier system, right? Where if a player that you lose had played gets drafted in the top, like six, you get a first round pick the following year. If he gets drafted seven through 12, oh, you get a like second a, round pick. The compensatory picks. In, yeah. Kind of like that. Right? Yeah. Mm. It wouldn't be perfect, but like, you know, if the Tigers are going to lose James Tedesco, regardless, they end up the following year getting to pick the third best off contract player. That's at least a little bit of compensation. Yeah. And how exciting yeah. would that be right now? If we were going into a draft lottery for like for the shit games. teams and like Brandon Smith's out there. And then you watch teams like the Titans be like the Sacramento Kings or the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, just the draft, always pick the like, wrong guys. It's like, well, yeah, well, Cam Munster's here, but we we could really we, use another forward. We just saw that one game from Jonah Pezzett, and we want yep. him. Yep. <laughs> we let Cam Munster go pick the young one who just goes okay. You know? That would be very. That's true. Yeah. I I would I need that. I need I need the yeah. Titans to be the Sacramento Kings. They would be the so. team that had the first overall pick. Need a hooker. Brandon Smith is there, and they take someone else. Need a hooker yep. for like ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. This that's a that's something I could. I I'm still could not be more against a rookie draft because it would involve Doesn't literally work, tearing up the entire framework of how rugby league is is it works. Yeah, but, is, but you're right. I could be talking to a free see, agent uh, one. Yeah, hundred percent. It'd be really exciting too. Well, it's definitely help balance the league a bit more than yeah. uh than the salary cap does. Well, regard. I mean, if you just had a lottery system like the NBA has, and it's the teams that don't make the finals, like. Because obviously you wouldn't want to get into a system where like you want to come last. You wouldn't want that. Uh, like right now, you could have a lottery, and you know the Tigers. Well, I, I know. Well, they've signed Appy, but like Appy would also be in this pool. So you know they they could just be sitting there going, "Well, if we get one of the top two picks, we're either getting Appy, Coruscant, or Brandon Smith, and they'd be loving life." Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other news? The 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 Rabbitohs resigned like eight children, which I just want to highlight that one of those one of the names is. H A I Z Y N, which is a new one. Hazen. Yeah. I mean, we'd spoken about before they, they did sign Jai Gray. Jai Gray. From, He's the only one on that list I recognize. Yeah. Yeah. From South Slogan and from Brisbane. Uh, played last night. Obviously, didn't get to see much of him, but yeah, I actually don't know a lot of the guys they've re signed. Liam LeBlanc is a not, not a bad name as well. So Strong I hope name. that works out. And yeah. I think Tyrone Monroe was the guy Campo was telling me about recently. Yeah. So I have heard of him, unless yeah, I'm just good. mistaken, but whatever. All right, without any further ado, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? <laughs> We're going to have any questions. Okay, question time over on patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. If you want to guarantee your question gets answered, uh, the first one comes from Cam Beswick. Teams and players you hate from the leagues you follow and why? Sorry, say that again. Teams and players you hate. From yeah. the leagues you follow and why. Oh, so we've talked about this before. I don't hate any teams anymore because of work. Like it's too hard to hate yeah. teams. Well, other leagues as well though, right? You definitely oh. hate a team. Other oh, sports. other leagues. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I despise the Pittsburgh Steelers with all my heart. Mm-hmm. They're number one. Uh, Manchester United, Rangers. Um, uh, they're the main ones. Um, mm. I hate the Lakers less now because they have LeBron. 
So yeah, but, yeah. I, I don't know. Lakers are an interesting one. I get sick of talking about them all the time. Obviously, LeBron being there is good, but they're actually a Boston rival, so that helps. Yeah, yeah. I know, but LeBron being there makes me like them more. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think, others. Well, yeah. I mean, Italy, pricks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, trying to think. Baseball, obviously, just like the Yankees and the Red Sox. Uh, sucks being in a division with them. Not a huge fan of the Dodgers either, just because they have just endless money and they're just ruining the sport. Uh, they have like four thousand good players, and they also have, they have a small. They have a good stadium for hitting home runs at. That's the Astros. Uh, not, not the, the Astros have the small stadium, don't they? Uh, you mean the Angels? No, I meant the Astros. Okay. Uh, I think the most hitting friendly park. I can't remember. Orioles used to be right up there. I know Denver's up there. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Yankee Stadium's pretty pretty friendly yeah, as well, isn't especially it? if you're a left-hander. Yeah. Same with same with Boston if you're left-handed. But yeah, I think number one is the Rockies for sure because of the altitude. Yeah, and Cincinnati as well is quite good as well for some reason. I remember that. Great American ballpark. Yeah, there, great, there great is. name. Maybe I'm wrong. What I think the Astros. What I think the Astros. I, I don't know. Good. I'm not I sure. Just, they, they, used they, have a, they have. They used to have a train. I'm sure they have like one. I think they have one short corner, but maybe this is because one of their one of their dudes. Is it's good not like a it. bad hitters park. It's just not in the yeah. top like few. Yeah. There you go. Whatever. I'm not I'm not the baseball guy yet. You are now. You've I'm become like a gambling it. degenerate. Become. Well, no, become in terms of baseball. Yeah, about well, mate, it's all one of those things that the the second screen is, is once NBA ended. Yeah, and this is usually just there's usually some football or something in the off season most years or whatever. Nothing's on, so true. I've been watching baseball on my second screen a lot, and I'm kind of like, gl- yeah, couldn't cannot I can't solo screen it, but it's not bad as a second screen sport. It's a perfect second screen sport. I will say that. I tune out, hear some stats, and then you see a dinger, you know, whatever. And then, you know, I've been essentially hopping around the game. You got a team yet? Are you just gonna go for the Angels because they have Otani? No, well, I do like I do like Otani. Who I did watch both those games and did bet on him on both them. The you should go for the Brewers game and the third and the well, my toss up is the Brewers or the Guardians. And the Brewers is almost the Milwaukee Beers, though. Yeah, and and I actually had a Cleveland Indians hat when I was a kid. How how weird is that? My my old man played baseball when when we moved to Sydney, and he tried to get us all into baseball. So I played some baseball in my in my youth, and I was very very bad at it. Uh, but I had like a Cleveland Indians hat, but they're the Guardians now, and um, I don't know. I, I well, you got to yeah, you either got to consolidate with your basketball team or with your football team, right? Yeah, so, or I go for a team I enjoy, but also I don't Baltimore know how. Orioles. Like I mean. It's more or less things like you said, Otani, but I'm not going for LA team. You know, like Otani. Yeah, and then like, oh yeah, I'm going to go jump with the fucking Yankees, am I? No. Well, you're not going to do that. Exactly. I'd like Peter Alonso. I mean, the, the Brewers have Chris Yelich. Chris Yelich is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I do like uh, Peter Alonso at the Mets, who uh, socks some dingers when his team's getting hammered sometimes. I like that. I like a dude when like down 7 nil, he's like, you know what? I'm going to hit a dinger here. And they lose 7-1. The, <laughs> the Brewers also have a guy called Brad Boxberger, which is a hilarious That's name. a good name. Yep. Yeah, but um, the Guardians have a couple of good guys as well, right? They have uh, what's his name, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, but they let their best player they let their best player leave to the Mets last year. Yeah, but also aren't they leading their division? Uh, they are. They, they're yeah, in yeah. AL Central. They are. Yeah, yeah. they well, they they're tied with the Twins. I think. I think it's pretty close, but yeah. or they're ahead. Yeah. I'm not sure, but that division sucks anyway. Yeah, that's I mean, the other I'm, thing. If you I'm go not... for the Guardians, you have to watch like shit teams like the Tigers and the Royals and the White Sox all the time. Whereas yeah, if you so, uh, at I least if you go for the Brewers, there. you can. 
they got good rivalries with the Cardinals and the Cubs. So are the Brewers any good? Uh, this year they're all right. Yeah, they they won yeah. their division last year, and they, they I think they're a couple of games behind. I mean, again, I'm such year. a casual. You could actually you could just go for is. both of them because they play in the they play in yeah, each of them. Like I, yeah. you could just go for both. Like I kind I I'm obviously not a Cubs fan, but my wife is, so like I have very much a soft spot for the Cubs, and because yeah. the Cubs and Orioles never play each other, so it's fine. You can just go for both. The other team I don't mind. I don't mind the Blue Jays. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm, yeah, I don't mind um, because even before I started watching last year, it's like Vlad Guerrero is someone I'd already been yeah, that's, aware that's of last couple of years. That's, so, yeah. You know, like with, as you know, with Atani, like I have some rookie cards of baseball players of a sport I don't follow. So Guerrero so, and Atani are those guys. My team wears orange and black and they, and they suck and they've sucked for many years. And this young child who we're putting all our faith in finally debuted a couple of weeks ago and he hasn't set the world on fire yet. And I realized this is what it feels like to go for the West Tigers. Yeah, who was it, by the way? Adley Rutschman. Yeah, I don't know him, so he mustn't be doing very well. I haven't heard his name. No, he, he hit a he, he hit a home run today. No, there he's you go. Right. He's literally been in the major leagues for two weeks. He's all right. So, so he could hit more dingers. He could hit more dingers. You can't rule it out. <laughs> anyway, we should go back to other sports. Okay, back to this actual question. Oh, yeah. as, we, as we waffle here. Uh, for me, as you said, I actually don't hate as many teams as I used to. Especially because once as I think it's easier to hate them when you're younger because you go yeah. through a period of a team and you only know that generation of that team. Yeah. Whereas you, as you age, you go through. I hated you know that era of that side. I didn't. I don't hate that club anymore. You know, you, you yeah. go through that. So in American sports, like for me, it's like the Bears and the Vikings, and I don't like yeah. the Patriots either. But now we never play them. I don't like the okay. Seahawks. Uh, but a lot of the other ones I'm pretty good with. Yeah. But. I think uh, like a lot of it as well. Like a player is probably a bit more focused. Like in the NBA, I can't fucking stand James Harden. Oh, this Couldn't is yeah. Players, forever. I think Kyrie Irving's my yeah. most disliked athlete now that Ben Roethlisberger's retired. Yeah, and Kyrie. Like, oh, I've enjoyed the Nets blow up because I, I thought it was gonna be bad for me anyway, and I had a lot of arguments about. How I thought like <laughs> it was classic. I was doing like the old scout stuff, like vibes yeah. guy. Like, it's like I don't care that they're all good. It's gonna yeah. be bad for. I can't it believe was, it was right. A team no comprised of the three worst blokes in the world didn't yes. work. I can't exactly. believe it. If in the in the three of them who they acting like they were they were acting like they were good mates, which is funny. They're like, oh, we're the best mates, actually. Like, no, you're not. You you're not. You might like each other a little. But you're all like, like, like I did enjoy the like, I did enjoy the James Harden highlights tape that was doing the rounds on Twitter. It was just a minute of him hitting free throws. Yeah, it's it like great. if you if you love each other so much, like you know, in the NBA, it's one of those sports that you spend like every day of the year with each other. Like I'd you're love, like every day of the year with someone. I would love to meet someone who says they enjoy watching James Harden play basketball. There is some, and they're contrarians. If Rocket, like Rocket's fans, did enjoy him. Analyze their brain for science. Yeah, and then uh, like Kyrie's one was funny. Like the the Nets offer is actually, did they offered him four years, and I believe that in the last two years of condition, what well, they guaranteed money, but they conditional on him playing sixty five games or more in the first two years, which I think is a pretty fair offer. Yeah, that he doesn't want it, so he might leave there. But it'd be very funny I, if he goes back to LeBron. I am. Um, I don't know. I, I can't hate Kyrie as much as I should because he was a part of good things in my life for the Cavs. He did. Oh, yeah, you should. Up, whereas he, he fucked the Celtics. He did. So, but also, mate, it's the, the part of him being loosely Australian also makes me dislike him. You know, that he's like this. Ben Simmons is getting up there too. I was, I used to, I was oh, yeah. a big Ben Simmons dude, you know, and he's just like, stop embarrassing us, mate. Stop. You're ruining this for all of us, you know? And I don't, I don't have full on hate for Draymond Green, but I find. It's really easy to switch it back on to remind me that I hate him. 
I've right. softened my stance on him. What's the second? So have I. So actually, like someone, I enjoy some of his talking. The podcast thing was quite funny, and he's not the player he used to be. Like he's not as good of a bit much of a third either. But there is still sometimes there's something dirty. And you're like, oh yeah, you're pretty easy to hate sometimes, Draymond. And he just he knows too. He gets away with so much stuff because he plays for the Warriors. Like there was you see some of the screens where he was like offensive lineman pushing four guys down down the field in in uh, the in the finals. But yeah, that's hilarious. I don't know. Like, obviously, people know who I hate in rugby league. I don't have to answer that question. People listen mm. to this enough. You know who we hate here. But yeah, no, like, I don't really have any people I hate, you know, in football anymore. In the NFL, like, I don't, I'm still not Tom Brady, but I don't really hate anyone, you know, like, in the NFL anymore. There's the Packers don't have an active enough rival. Well, yeah. And Roethlisberger retired. Yeah. Like, I hate the Bears, right? But none sure. of their players yet. No. Because they're all shit. <laughs> they suck. Um, do hate Nikola jo- uh, Nikola jo- sorry what am I saying God I do hate Novak Djokovic I think I said Nikola Jokic and I was like no, what it's just the bloody Jokic and Jovic stuff today stuck yeah, in no, that's fine. in the draft but no it's Novak Djokovic and I've hated him before it was cool there you go like like the like liking an artist before they go big I've hated Djokovic most of my uh, adult life so yeah uh, I don't know any, any other plays you don't like uh, I don't like Lando Norris because he keeps trying to screw Danny Ricardo over there you go. I haven't got to take that. I don't really understand how F1 works, but everyone who does keeps saying Leonard Norris is a bitch and he keeps trying to screw Danny Ricardo over. So, oh, oh, I also don't like in the English Premier League how people don't seem to hate Man City. Yeah, I don't really hate them either. I, mean, I don't get it. Them. Well, because I don't, I don't get it. Because you got to remember, dude, half the, half the, like, not even half, probably more than half the reason you hate a team comes from the fans, right? Why did we hate mm. the Patriots? It wasn't that they were good. It wasn't that they had Tom Brady. Yeah. It was that their cunt Australian fans are all fuckwits. All of them. Yeah, yeah, true. And and we don't really care that much about them anymore. Not because they're not they're, good, but because their fans are fucked off. And it was the same quiet, thing. Correct. And it was the same yeah. thing with it was the same thing with Miami Heat, right? Everyone hated Miami Heat. It wasn't just because LeBron was there. It was because like they had all these Australian fans that came. Oh, out I still don't like the Heat. Yeah. No, well, so that's Jimmy fine. Butler. Oh yeah, don't like Jimmy Butler. Butler. Yeah. Okay, but it's the same thing, and it, it's the same thing, right? So the most obnoxious people you know that watch English football. They're either Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, or Arsenal fans, right? All of them, without exception. Yeah, but Coleman's City like the only Man City fa- Coleman's like the only Man City fan we know. And he actually watches, yeah. and he's like not overly comfortable with what they've become as an entity either, because he's a fan from like back when they were like, you know, a, a salt of the earth football club. So yeah, I think that's the main reason. And I think the other thing is they don't really have, apart from Fernandinho, they don't really have any fuckwits either. Like, Everyone likes Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, Everyone likes just, Sergio Aguero. But football fans try to act like they care about wages, salaries, money, fair play, whatever. They should yeah. all fucking hate City. Yeah, no, I I agree. I, like, I completely, I completely. If agree. I was into football now, I'd hate City more than the other ones because I know you say I hate the fan base stuff, but it's like also I have some mates who go for those teams who are fine, who have been through pain, whatever. And I'm not saying City fans haven't been through pain. I don't know many City fans. I know Coleman, but that is a club run by corrupt oil money. Yeah. Breaking all the fucking rules. They're allowed to. They get tipped doing it. And people seem to like sit there and like go to their fucking dumb financial analysis of every other team, but just don't care about cities. Like it's people like they play Chelsea. It's it's, it's just because they play nice football and they're not filled with fuckwits. That's but like really the only reason. Well, they're probably the people younger than us, 15 years younger, probably hate City. Because maybe I don't really mate, Chelsea like, weren't it, hated when I was 15. No, but I think that, yeah, maybe that's, There's maybe, it'll, maybe it's something that'll there. grow into. Yeah, you're probably right. That might happen. But even then, like, Chelsea was still, like, a relatively successful English team. They were probably, they were, like, 
at the level Spurs have been at for the last five to ten years when Abramovich took over. They weren't like I... battlers. They were still one of the better teams every year. Yeah, I had a one, only one Chelsea fan. Shout out to Matt yep. Canellan, SBS's own. I knew oh, him when I yeah. like 14 or 15. He was a Chelsea fan. I think his Sydney uh, FC ticket holder number is like single digits, by the way, as well, which is very impressive. Yeah, he, he dragged me to the games in the, fir- in the first yeah. season with, he, with his pop. He's like season ticket holder number eight or something. It's crazy. Yeah. Good. But uh, anyway, uh, he, was Chelsea, he was like the one I knew. Yeah. And we were at the right age for Premier League growing. And mm. then all of a sudden, every third person was a Chelsea fan because they were... You know, yeah. but it was a time yeah, where you yeah. feel comfortable jumping. But yeah, I, I never really had the burning hate for Chelsea. Like, I like. Mm. Oh, I, I still hate Manchester now, United but... a lot more than I hate the rest. Of them. Oh, Man United are still, still number one, mate. Yeah. Still number one in football. Like, they, and Man I'm United, not going to make and, the... and also I... fuck Barcelona. People seem to like them. Fuck yeah. Barcelona. Uh, yeah, I mean, yep, I agree. I, I liked them a lot more before they took the Qatari money. Yeah, but even then, I, I was never like. People used to see like good and evil between Barcelona and Real. I was like, no, that's evil and evil. Yeah, it was evil and evil. And so, and Bayern Munich are also evil. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck Bayern Munich. People like them too because, like, I don't know a lot of bit of football fans who like their Europe, English club just don't mind the big clubs they see twice or three times a year. It's like, no, Bayern Munich fuck German football with a rod. Fuck them. You are they, correct. They, they treat the entire system as a feeder for their club. Yeah, I know. Like, I made the mistake of wanting the Broncos to be good again. Yeah. I will not make that mistake with Man United. I hope they remain a mis- misrun basket case forever. I hope they never have success in any facet ever again. God, imagine if I was a United fan as well. God, be terrible. Pretty bad. Yeah, I wouldn't. Anyway, I think we've spent a lot of time on that question. Next question. Adric asks, favorite intercept try ever? Uh, got two. Uh, both yep. by Darius Boyd. There you go. Well, that was going to be my number one. <laughs> The Sean Kenny Dow pass and the one against the Bulldogs at the SCG when they were in their old school job. I think that it, it was such a sick play. Well, that's the, con- the same. The, the color contrast between the blue and white stripes and the red and white stripes. It fucking just everything about it was just so aesthetically pleasing. There's probably better ones, but my my favorite. So number one is the Darius on Kenny Dow in the, in the 2015 finals against the Roosters. And uh, number two is Matt Bowen in Origin. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah. I know Brett Camorley. Number three was going to be Darius, even though he doesn't play for the Broncos at that point. The the Bulldogs intercept, even though we've seen a few of them since. It was just um, I still love how perfectly the camera went, you know, the other way on that intercept. It just it just replays yeah, really it's well. Great. It's so good. Yeah, I, I just watched it just In that one. Twenty eleven. Yeah. And there's probably some other really good ones that are that are better intercepts, but those are the ones for me. The ones I remember the most as well. Mm. Um, there's heaps of others, I'm oh, sure. And it does, she probably doesn't count, but it was one. Darren yeah. Lockyer's in 2006. I'm so surprised but, you didn't mention that. Why wouldn't that count? Well, because it kind of, it's an intercept, but it kind of doesn't feel like an intercept, you know? Mm-hmm. It feels like he picked up a loose ball. Yeah, it's the same. Know? Like, I've got Chrissy's one against the Roosters where he went 100 meters, but that was a grubber that hit the ground that he picked up the crumbs. It's not an intercept yeah. as well. So, oh, I, I, t- love, <laughs> I know what my least Manly. favorite one is. <laughs> yeah. Corey, uh, I, I liked some Corey Oates one against Manly like a couple of years ago as well. That was in Brisbane. Had a, played a few sneaky games that were okay under Seabold back end of the year. Mm. That was one of those tries that when he scored four against Manly. Does the Latrell one against the Roosters earlier this year count as an intercept either? No, yeah, it probably doesn't. My memory. Uh, no, it doesn't because I think Paulo or Johnson picks it up and passes it to him, doesn't it? No, it doesn't count. Yeah, right. the Roosters spill the ball down the blind side late in the game and then Trell catches a pass from AJ and goes the distance. Yeah, there's a, a couple of other ones people probably say. There's a couple of Fitler ones. There's a Fitler one in like, what is it, like 2000? 
And then he did it again in the he did it in, he did it in the nines as well, didn't he? People loved. Yeah, he that did. Again. He did. That was yeah. sick. Oh, yeah. I miss Latrell Mitchell so much. Yeah. Oh, I also I did another... enjoy um this year Albert Kelly scoring an intercept try. That was um obviously was against you guys. Yeah. But it was just like right. seeing that guy, yeah. like him going yeah. ninety. It was like surely someone's gonna catch him, and <laughs> it just didn't happen. Yeah. Those, yeah. those <laughs> are the fun ones. You'd think so. You'd think Luke, they would. Luke Lewis almost doing it. When he was off, mm. remember that when he went with it like yeah, 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 when he was offside, yeah, yeah. he was like, oh, that, that was side, nobody cares. Just give it a try. Can't yeah. Um, um, intercept tries are always exciting. They really shouldn't be as exciting as they are because I'm not. If someone just drops the ball and the guy picks up and runs the other way. Not as exciting. Intercepts no. are always fun. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Next question, GC. With the Kumuls training in Camden, how many more elements of the Nick Campton Venn diagram are remaining? And once they all align, is this the first sign of the apocalypse? Well. Alex Johnson's playing fullback, which directly flies in the face of everything he believes in. So I think yeah, they offset. So it has to get out. All the teams training in Camden works well for him, but what's that beer? Well, it doesn't, like, he doesn't that, fucking that... live there anymore. I oh, know, but still, look, that's not part of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's that beer he likes? The um, oh, uh, tenants. They start yeah. making tenants brewing that in Camden. <laughs> yes. A subsidiary of Scotland, Camden. That's up broad that it uh <laughs> that'd be perfect. Uh Bungard's mentor says Rafa Nadal recently won the French Open for the 14th time. He did his record at this tournament is 112 and three. It's Pretty hard good. to make comparisons to sport teams, but is any sporting comparison that ever comes close to this level of domination? There's ever been a more daunting task for a sports person than facing Rafa on the red dirt of court Felipe. Um yeah. yes, there is a couple. There's yeah. uh there's facing Khabib in an octagon. I don't know. There's oh, facing. No, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I do know. There's facing is. Floyd Mayweather in a boxing ring, because these guys uh, have never lost ever. So, yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, well, I mean, you know, if you you talk great dynasties in sports, I guess it's like he put it to go back further than that. But I don't know people think of like facing the Bulls, but the Bulls did lose around their dynasty. It's like, yeah. Wasn't there they like lost, a weird yeah. college? Who's the who's the American college that won for like 20 years in a row? In what sport? In um basketball. I don't know. Oh, I think, UConn in the women's. Didn't they win like a bunch of years know. in a row? No, it's, it's UCLA. Americans hate UCLA. And they, they won oh. like from like the mid 60s to like the end of the 70s, which shouldn't how, work in college. How old were we when this happened? We went oh, alive. Right. You just, just said remember, mid- I, I, no, I said that while you were. Yeah. yeah okay. That's it. Because uh, I just remember American fans hate them forever because of how good they were back then. Um, but there has to be some longer dynasty, like the what the Dragons dynasty here. Yeah, well, they won eleven yeah. comps in a row. I'm sure they lost yeah, games they though. They did, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, honestly. Like, fuck. What about fucking Alabama and in football in America as well? Yeah, they're pretty fucking, games, like, They though. still they still lose games, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Rafa lost three, but as you said, I think the best ones you say the guys who have never lost is a better comparison. Yeah, I mean, it's is, yeah, it has to be right. That's right. it. But he, yeah, but he asked about team sports. I'm trying to think of team sports. Team sports is uh, well. When was the when were the Yankees when they won forever? Actually, I've got a I've got a good one for you. I think. Yeah. Uh, so there was a period of time where Bolivia, mm. like, because. In South American qualification, right? You've got to play every other nation in South America, home and away. Um, Bolivia, they're ele- they they play at like an elevation of like, yeah. uh, I think it's like a couple of thousand meters. Like it's it's way higher than the rest of the country, and so like opposition teams basically go to La Paz and like they mm. never win. I, I'm trying to pull up the exact list, but like 
there was a period of time where they just like didn't lose qualification. They just didn't lose games at home ever because they played all their games at 3000 meters elevation and like teams couldn't uh, teams couldn't like put up with, they never win their away games, unfortunately, but uh, I've got, I've I've got, I've got a couple again now. US Ben's basketball team. I know oh, yeah. the last couple of years, no, but they went like they went like twenty years without a loss. You know, they would have, that was a long time. Major Horns they win, they went forever without a loss. I think they won like seventy games straight in that period. And his one mate, Bill Bill Goldberg in the nineties. Yep. <laughs> All the early thousands, he stood no chance in a WCW ring mate against Bill Goldberg. I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I think you. I think you're right about UConn. By the way, I think they had over a hundred game winning streak in women's college basketball. That's pretty That's crazy. That's the thing. Um, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I could Google heaps of these. I don't want to Google all of them and get better answers. Like, does it? I know the Celtics dynasty in the sixties, sixties or fifties, fifties to sixties. They won eight in a row titles. Bill Russell team. So that's a pretty good one. But yeah, I don't think anything comes close to the dominance individually as Rafa in a team sport, especially because, as you said, like the, the boxing guys and then uh, could be a do it as well but yeah. Rafa it was like that and you know he came into this tournament and uh, again Nige the, your mentor there he shared with us someone else to win it and it's like Rafa was like $7 to win the French so I bet on it at the start because it's like yeah. I know he was hurt I know he was hurt but it's like if he stays on the court if the injury, it, he's going to win and he did <laughs> like yeah. it's hurt and he was bitching the whole time about his might be his last Grand Slam or similar but just it that's just the the greatest player on that surface. And it's it's even weird taking the three losses, honestly. At one point, it looked like he was never going to lose there. Ever. I remember when he lost to one of the guys. I can't remember if it was Sodaling or Rarika. One of them. Um, and in the... It was whatever it was in 2009. So it was Sodaling, yeah. I think. And the live betting... Um, in the live betting... Soderling was up two sets to one and he, he wasn't a favorite in the live betting until like he was two points away from winning the match winning tiebreaker in the fourth set. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're right though. Soderling was the one who first beat him yep. and it was in 09 and it was, um, it was like in the fourth round. Yeah. Cause then Federer beat Soderling in the final. I remember that. Yeah. And that was the first time that, uh, the first and only time, Federer won the French. Yep. And then his next defeat, I think he lost to Djokovic twice. No, no, sorry. No, he lost to Stan Marinka, didn't he? Yeah. No. No, I think it's, he's only lost to Djokovic there. Okay. Stan Stan um beat uh lost Why Stan beat Djokovic he... in the final of oh, maybe, maybe 2015 or 16. But maybe Djokovic has been in twice there, and the only loss is is Sodaling. Unless I'm yeah, wrong, right. but I believe that's what it is. Oh, right. Nadal's up there. Yeah, and once he didn't lose, he just didn't play because he got hurt in the third round. Yeah. And then, I mean, on him. it's quite funny because he's a guy who has missed a lot of, lot of tennis. Somehow has like not missed the French Open. You know, even though he's, like, even, he seems to have a like, year-long injury and he'd be back to pull the French. He, as you said, he had the, the one with, he withdrew like three or four rounds in, but he's played like every other French of his career, I think. I don't think he's missed any other one. And then obviously when he's lost, I think when he lost to jo- Novak in 2015, he, we got fucking pounded from memory. That was when like Novak was in his best of a form and it was like, oh, maybe maybe this is it for Rafa on clay. And then he came back and won, 
you know, all of them lost to Novak in 2021, then won it again. It's incredible, hey? It Especially is. Especially he's so crazy. fucking old. And he's so yeah. Injured. Like, he's just been so injured. I don't know That's how he does it. Part. Don't know how like he does it. It's He's 36. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, we've got we've spent some good time on these questions today. These people are good lucky, questions. aren't they? But yeah. yeah then anyway, over on to Discord. Okay, uh, these are from last week. Mm. Okay, Ben Quelliata, what is your favorite shopping center in Sydney? There's a tough one. Uh, Westfield Miranda is pretty good, or Chatswood if you can combine both the Chase and the Westfield. Yeah, I mean. They've all got their flaws, you know. I don't mind, like you know. I think I think Chatswood is my my be my favorite district for it because there's not really anything that's not there. And they, even like that store TK Maxx, for example, my, my the yeah. missus and I like TK Maxx. You know, like ten dollar candles. You know, I know you got you got like a good candle. You know, they usually cost like yeah, forty bucks. Course. They're pretty cheap there. Um, that one's in the city, obviously iconic. But I mean, really, what are you doing in the QVB? Walking very slowly behind yeah. the slowest people on earth. I will exactly. say at, at Chatswood, that's where Chatswood is where my nan bought me Super Mario 64, which was one of the best days of my there life. So, um, Macquarie Center used to be like, what's yeah, good shout. What's that movie? Is it, who's, is it Scarlett Johansson? She takes a drug and unlocks the rest of her brain. Sure. That sounds like something. It's a movie that went away. She took some drug I don't and unlocked know the rest of her brain. About. Anyway, what I was saying is that once you understood Macquarie Center, it was like unlocking the rest <laughs> of your brain. Once you understood the spiral. Is it called Lucy? That might be it. I just Googled Scarlett Johansson brain and that's what came up. Yeah, there you go. It's that's what Lucy, the, the old... dumbest movie ever made about there brain capacity. Okay, good. There you go. Anyway, so that's what Macquarie said it used to be like when it was just a spiral and the first yeah, expansion yeah, is yeah. fine. I don't know if you've been recently, but they've expanded so much. It's like 47 different car parks. It's still good. I like it's, it. It's still good, but it's not as good as it was. It's got a TGI Fridays though. Yeah, but also it's really fucking busy all the time now. It is very busy. Capacity. Uh, I like Chatswood a lot. I use like Westfield Bondi is not bad either, but I really think Chatswood is the better district because it has everything there. It's That's great, it yes. Yeah. And um, Parramatta has positive negatives. Parramatta has the world's worst car park. Too busy. Car park's awful. Um, I really like Miranda. Miranda's really good. I don't know if, if you would have spent I, much I time there. Though. I don't know if I've been to West. I've been to most Westfields. I haven't been to West Miranda. I don't think. Or maybe it's I have, but I have, might, have to, might have to trek there. Uh, Castle Towers, I used to like that place. Sucks oh, now. shout out Castle Towers! We Remember we went there once to my beer pong stuff. Did we? Okay. Oh, we did too. Yeah, yeah we did. From we're a, someone's a party, mate. That's yeah, how yeah. long ago that was. Fucking hell, that was a long time ago. Um, and what else? Oh, fuck! Actually, I got one. The new shopping center at Rouse Hill. Oof, pretty good. Okay. Okay. There you go, middle of nowhere. You'll never go there. I will if, never go there. If you're in the area, mate, why don't you stop in at Rouse Hill? I think it's the the town center. Yeah. And. East Gardens, I can't stand because it's busy. Well, it's I actually have to, good. I have to go there all the time. It's but it's local, good, so. but, but you yeah. must hate it though, right? Because it's always so no, busy. It's, it's yeah, but it's got it's it's got it's got everything you need. It's got a, it's like, the what, movie theater, and the movie theater has recliners in every theater. Well, that's the good thing about Tatsuya has good cinemas. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing about East Gardens, which is good, is that it has it's one of the very few shopping centers that has like Woolies, Coles, Kmart, Big W, and Target. Like yeah, I got, got all those things. It's great. And JB, it needs a TK Maxx. I want my cheap candles, yeah. but it has all those things and it's good. But the issue with it is that it's like the only big mall in the area. So if you ever that went there true. on like a weekend, I want you yeah. to shoot yourself. It's, it's very busy there a lot of time, but it's great. And it has a Starbucks. So you'll yeah. call sneak there. One of those ones. I like doing my, we start doing my Christmas shopping at night, but then I, I have a woman and they don't like coming to the shops at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday. But weird. I, 
used to like trekking even when i lived up north i'd trek sometimes down east gardens because it was one of the ones that was pretty good at night during christmas because everything was still open and it has everything there so you'd get a lot done in one day anyway next question here Britain Sloan, given what we've seen from the Bulldogs over the last few weeks, is there a chance they stick with Mick Potter as head coach? Yeah. 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 We yeah, talked we, about this on Tuesday, right? Kind of spoke about that. Yeah, we did. And, yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, Be- yeah, why not? And uh, Rough Billy asked, given what we've seen from the Bulldogs, are the vibes good? There's good vibes. Well, not bad. Not bad vibes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Rough Billy's next question, listening to another podcast, sue oh. him. Uh, talk about talking about Gerbo being an old head to guide relative youngsters like Haas and Martin in Origin Camp. Gerbo has 177 caps, roughly 100 more than either Martin or Haas. Haas are the best prop in the game and has been for the most of his short career, while Martin has barely lost a game in three years and has one loss in consecutive grand finals. What could they learn from Gerbo? A good question. Mate, uh, 100% though. Like that's an intangible that is intangible in my opinion. There is enough around Winsell's origin camp. There is enough leaders, winners, and experience to not add Jake Tavoyevich to, to, to bring that there, considering just, he hasn't really been a winner anyway. Just put him on the coaching staff then, if you feel that strongly about it. Yeah, or have him like, be 19th man or whatever. Yeah, and I, what exa- I don't know what example he's setting that guys like Payne Haas to understand at this point, or, or Liam Martin, as you said. like It's like Penrith camp, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Ridiculous. Mm. I just don't see the intangibles he has because we spoke about it with Cambo as well. That there is some things Jake Vojvic does better than other forwards. We don't like to admit, but the things he does better than lots of other forwards is already two guys in that squad that do it better than him. Yeah, and exactly. Yo and Cam Murray. And yeah. it's not like Isaiah Yo and Cam Murray aren't strong leaders and strong men anyway. And Yo has more experience. I don't know, mate. I think there's sometimes people really looking for ways to get Jake in there because they like him, but. It means I'm with you, Rough Belly. It doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, Mario Seeks in the 219's Origin Games, he does the most for you as being a long-term first-grade prospects. And how many current first-grade sevens would have done a worse job than Pezzett? Uh, I'm telling you now, <laughs> people, that's a stupid it's a 19s game, mate. First-grade sevens would have brained it. Like, like those guys are 18 who can't defend. Like, you don't think that even chunky Anthony Milford wouldn't have scored a couple of trial two, crashing over some children, you know? But anyway, they, I, I worry people right? forget how like how high scoring Toyota Cup games used to be. Yeah, like that game was uh, 18's game wasn't over at halftime because of the history of 18's games, 19's games. Like it was over in the end, but really a 20 point lead had been chased down all the time at that level. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, like, yeah, Pezzet looked really good. Uh, I'm just going to be biased and say Terrell Calicola. So. Yeah, I mean, I obviously pay attention to all these guys anyway, so that's part of the, the struggle here for me is that, like, you know, I have already know, I believe I believe Jack Howell has a big career ahead of him. Paul Alamotti, Tom Weaver, Jonah Pezzett, as you said. Uh, uh, Toya, the Roosters centre who played, had a pretty good game. Uh, got some Xavier Vaa, Blake Moser, uh, Jai, no, sorry, Ben T. Karua. Like, heaps of these guys are going to be prospects. And we've seen... The last few years, like it's a bit better than it was uh, at pathways when we were 10, 15 years ago. Like, pretty much in these 19s games, you see like 90% of these guys play first grade at this point. Hmm. So, we'll probably see all these guys in first grade over the coming years, or you know, at least over half of them. Um, I think it's off one game, it's probably not fair to, to say the prospects of some of these guys because you know, if you're a Queensland outside back in this game, your thing got pounded, it doesn't mean you're, you're, you're not going to be a, a good first grade prospect, does it? No, uh, and the and the for the girls. 
I didn't fully watch the entire girls game. I only watched the highlights. I watched some of it, so I, I can't give you a fair. I'm just going to say Jada Taylor for that 109 meter try. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty it. cool. Pretty cool. Uh, okay, next yeah, next question. Brendan Sloan, should PVL be upset that his efforts to grow the game internationally have been overshadowed by a cartoon dog? Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, that's the point, though, right? That's part part of the point. That's actually something. Fabric Bluey having origin. Right. Yeah. Rabs, he was involved. That's it. that's the outside of the box. Like I know Blue probably done on their own, but it's like that's the type of thing. If you want to do, talk about expansion, is yeah, if you get rugby league into pop culture like that, that's or for the next generation, that's a bit more interesting than the one-off game that's in in America. Yes, it is. You know, I think that's it's. I haven't. I don't watch Bluey. I'm not a parent. I'm aware. I've of never it. seen it, but I've heard it's I've, good. I've never, but I've already had it. It's already been all over my timeline and all over social media. So it's done, made an impact, that's for sure. Uh, see, uh, Corey, Corey Goats has a question. So this guy hasn't got kids. He watches this by choice. Oh. To carry on from Brenton's question, does Janelle Labrador just not get origin? So I'm going to guess that's the Blues fan. Sure. Yes, Why not? I get it. But yeah, I do like that Bluey, he's from Queensland apparently, and people are upset that he's called Bluey, but he supports Queensland. Yes. This has been a thing for history. Ask Greg Inglis. Yeah. Blue all he wants. And he's just going to keep going from our own, mate. Uh, was happy with the NBA team's draft picks. Did my, my team didn't have any draft picks. No. I mean, okay, the guy my team picked, uh, I, I don't, it's Ochai Agbaji. I don't know how to say it properly yet. People have been mocking him to ask for like two months. And it's really hard if your fan base is lazied in on a, on a prospect and talking about Ooh, you, you drafted Evan Mobley's brother though. Did we just then with the second round? Well, I didn't know that, but I knew no, it literally uh, just happened. Now you got double Mobley. Well, that's good. Cause I, and he, that's good. I like they did that because uh, he looked like an okay prospect too. Evan's brother. I've watched some of his highlights, but Ochai for us, it's one of those things. And you, you don't know, too bungard. So your team's looking at a prospect. Everyone knows you're looking at this guy. The only media I've consumed of him in the last two months is positive. Of how good he's going to be. Yes. I have, and I don't watch enough college basketball to actually know fucking anything. Like, so that's it. I think he's going to be good because I've been given that poison, but it's more so because Kobe Altman, our current GM, has had a really good record of picks. Like, you know, Colin Sexton, Darius Garn, Evan Mobley, even a bit of Isaac Okoro, Kevin Porter Jr., even like Dean Wade. He's done pretty well. So I back him in on that, but. Once and back, when you when you're in the NBA and your team starts picking later, you don't don't waste your time getting invested in the draft picks. Like Celtics mm-hmm. fan wouldn't give a shit who you picked, mate. Honestly, like if you had a pick there, like because that's when the Cavs were good, and it's like yeah, sometimes those guys work out, and you'll probably look back in like five years and go, oh, we picked at twenty two, and or some great guy went at thirty, whatever. After the first like ten picks, whatever in the NBA generally, in some years it's even less than that. Last year, I but before the draft process, I wasn't in love with Mobley. And then I watched a lot of tape of him myself. And because we had a good pick, I was like, fuck, I really want that guy at three. Really want him. And we did get him and he was awesome. But most of the time, most of my life, we've obviously had top picks. You care. But when the team's out of, out of the top each pick, whatever. I'm not I'm not a college ball fan, you know? Did you watch Hustle yet? No, I haven't. I've been told it's, to watch it, but I haven't found any good. time the last couple of weeks. Well, apparently Adam Sandler's acting career is back again. Just He's like cut gems. He's absolutely back. Yeah. I haven't watched it, but I'm just keen on the whole concept. Pretty good on TV athletes actually being athletes. Yeah, Anthony Edwards actually does a really good job of playing the bad guy as well. Well, good. I like I like Ant Man. So yeah, 
big fan. Uh, okay, wait. He, okay, here's here's another question. We, I didn't see. We'll go back up here. Uh, Murray Seeks asks: Is AJ breaking no, AJ breaking Ken Irvine's record? Would be Aiken and Jared Croker or Mitchell Pierce breaking Ken Smith's appearance record? Discuss. What? I don't understand. Like what? How well, many Ken Irvine saying, games did you watch? Yeah, I got the exactly. question. Say, I would, if 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 that was a play, exactly if the, if the guy holding the record was Billy Slater, I could get you saying that. You wouldn't know shit about Ken Irvine. Neither do I. I have no idea. No idea. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. But yes, I would have. I was when there was a, a time, point in time when Croker and Pierce were tracking towards that record. Again, I don't really care about the counting records that much. It's just a, a war of attrition, but I really yeah. do not want Pierce or Croker to break Ken Smith's. <laughs> Which is definitely not going to happen now. Yeah, Croker's not even at 300 club yet. Yeah. Now, after all that time. like He looked like he was going to break the point scoring record. You know, he's not even I really don't think club. that appearance record's ever going to get broken. No, it'll get broken, man. 100% it will. Do you reckon? You have to Kieran, play every sorry. year without getting hurt from like 19 till like 36. Okay. Google Kieran Cunningham. I know it's England, uh, but like just saying how long some of these guys can play. I'm not Kieran Cunningham. God, why have I got giving you the wrong 496 one? 496 games. James well, Roby. Well, I mean, that one works too. Yeah, but like, so James Roby is still playing now. Okay, he's that's potential a lot of, games. of going to their current World Cup. Like, he's potentially going to their World Cup now. He debuted in 2004. He's still playing. And okay, he's but had like, injuries too. And I'm not saying that like it can't happen, but it's like all it needs to be is another type of Cam Smith. It can right. happen. And there's going to be an extra game again. Maybe. Whatever. Just, the game not getting rid of games. But it's these records. People would have said, when people got the 300, right? The 300 club was exclusive because it was hard to get there. It's yeah. not hard to get there anymore because guys used to retire at 30. There's going to be a time when someone plays into their 40s. I mean, <laughs> Steve Menzies played till he's 40, mate. You know? Some guy scored 250 tries in the Super League too. Get out of here. Yeah, mate. John Warner has like 150 and 150 games. You know? What a what a okay. Yeah. I get you, like, I get your point, but also James Roby, come do it in Australia. Come on. Well, he could, you know, there hasn't been people who play in four World Cups since the 70s, because in the 70s they had like four World Cups in, in a decade. But James Roby is a shot of playing in four World Cups. That's pretty cool. And like we didn't have a 2004 World Cup. So he could have been played in five, but he's a shot of playing in four from 2008 to so, this year, and he's, 20, he's 36. So Ryan Hall, who did not score a try for the Roosters, mm-hmm. is the second most tries in the history of the Super League. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, just like that. Casey's record will be broken in lifetimes. So I'd put money on it. But, okay. You know, I'm, I'm not against it. I'm just... Yeah. I'm not against it either. I just think it's happened. We always think these things won't get broken. And there is some records that, like, the most points in the NBA is going to be pretty hard to ever break it. They're not going to let players play 48 minutes a night, you know? But yeah. If counting appearance stuff, like 100% that can be, there'll be someone who plays into their 40s in our lifetimes. You're probably right. Probably more than, probably a whole generation of playing in their 40s. Well, how much could we getting in sports science? How good we getting? Anyway, that's all the questions. Not as many this oh. week, but that's good. So we spent a lot yeah. of time on them. That's good. But I'm not spending any more time on it because every three months, someone is torn to shreds by a crocodile in North Queensland. Put him in charge of the AFL. He has the same ideology as AFL does. He dissolved the sport instantly. <laughs> Which, would. yeah, good. All right. Well, I did see one thing uh, funny in AFL, though, yeah. by the way. Like that Tasmania don't want an Australian team. Like they want their own team. They don't want a team good. set down. Good. good That's what the people trying to say that with rugby league is that if Perth comes in, they don't want the Bears. No. They want their own team. Yeah, fucking good on them. 
good on and, them. And uh, yeah, I mean, they they spent their whole life being like the West versus rest and Tassie versus mainland as well. They don't want to make, they don't want to throw one of our scraps. They want their own side. So I enjoyed that Tasmania Premier told the AFL to get fucked essentially. Give us their own team. Why don't give us one at all? <laughs> I wrecked it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Good on them. Although Perth Bears, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, it's the anniversary of the Make a Wish try today. I think it's the same. I don't know try. if it's the anniversary. They just play. They've just seen it on social That's, media a bunch. Is that when you guys like escorted him down the field? Yes, you know yeah. exactly which try yeah. it is. When semi went the whole field, and like I 10, feel like that was like South at the end of the season, like, though. So I don't know why they're playing it today. And South guys were like, "Go on, mate." Yes, literally. That's why we call it the Maker Week. I feel like that was like the last round of the season, though. So I don't know why they're yeah, yeah. getting a bunch of replays today, but whatever. Is he coming back? <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. No. Oh, jeez, we sucked in 2017. Oh, well. All right, let's go. Okay. All right, uh, everyone, enjoy Women's Origin tonight. Internationals tomorrow, Men's Origin on Sunday. We'll be back next week. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs>